0: Hello and welcome again to the Link platform. It is, we are hoping to give you another edition of an interesting, interesting interview. And today on the Link platform, I have Lily. But before we move on to the interview, just want to remind you that this is the Link platform, and the Link platform is dedicated to telling the stories of students with the hopes that, you know, we. We are able to mobilize we are able to innovate each other we are able to nurture each other and develop each other so thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy this wonderful conversation so hello lily
1: hello hi hello.
0: thank you so much for agreeing to join me today how hello. are you doing
1: i'm good i'm good um it's early it's not too early it's, it's morning in the uk right now
0: Um, So let's just get right into it. Do you kindly introduce yourself to our audience? Tell us your name, where you're from, where you are, which school you went to, what course you studied. Yeah, all the information.
1: Right, cool. Um, So my name is Lily. Uh, My candidate's name is Ching Lao. Um, I'm originally from Hong Kong, and I've been an international student for two years in Cambridge, the UK. And um, I went to anglo Ruskin University to start my master in drama therapy. And I finally um, finished the course last summer.
0: Congratulations on that.
1: Thank you.
0: So generally, did you always know you wanted to be an international student and did you always want to do drama therapy?
1: Well, I guess that would be I always want to study overseas. So I guess intern- international student, this... this um. Um, title or this thing is always at the back of my head and I haven't really think much about it because I think I'm quite um, a person that is quite adaptable adaptive and and I think I'll feel like myself whenever I go so right. I, I, I know I will be an international student but I haven't really worried it too much let's say hmm.
0: So what were some of the preparations you made towards this um desire to be an international student?
1: I guess language would be the first step I think I have to prepare myself because okay. um, apparently um English is not my first language. And um luckily, fortunately, um growing up in Hong Kong, we learn we learn English, this language, the international language, of okay. uh, at young age. So it kind of prepare me and build up my confidence to think that, okay, I'm, I will be able to communicate with people to express my needs, mm. um, myself in this second language, say. Um, so I guess language was the first things I had to prepare. And then second of all, financially, um, yeah. which I think is important um, for me to start a full-time course living abroad. So everything you know, can be cozy at some point so and then as i as i've said like i think i will be doing well living overseas by myself so uh, but I, I know for some people it might be quite challenging that they may have homesick or they may miss the things back home um so i guess i like, mentally they, they have to prepare themselves to to do so as well but i guess for me like um financially and in language uh, mentally, I guess, some more or less, I have to prepare myself as well. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's 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 like intentional, you know, knowing mm. that you need the language. How, how many years did you use to learn the language, or was it just what you learned in school that helped you?
1: Mm. I mean, um, basically, we start learning English in kindergarten, so at the age okay. of three or four, we okay. start learning um, the alphabet ABC um but i would say the practical english that i've learned is really from school okay from watching, uh, watching video clips or tv shows um american shows especially um wow music yeah
0: mm. wow that's interesting wow mm-hmm. so when you move to now you did all this preparation you got your admission and then you came to the uk yeah how was your first experience in the uk
1: oh um the first experience because i mean i um uh, before i like stopped the course i i did some traveling before okay because i it was really the first time that i came to, to uh to the uk but it was my first time to live that long period of time in the uk okay um so, maybe I can add a little bit of information um, of the application. Yeah, yeah sure. Because yeah, I, I know many people, they, they apply through agency, but I did all the things by myself. All so right. Was, so, I kind of experienced um, the working process length mm-hmm. and attitude of the UK before I came here. Um, it was a little bit of the... I wouldn't really call it a cult- cultural shock, but it's different to what I have always been experienced mm.
0: how, how different could you elaborate on the difference
1: yeah I would say the e- um, efficiencies let's say like in Hong Kong everything happens so fast um, so if you submit something the next day you probably got something back got a phone call or something mm-hmm. back um, but the UK is a very lengthy process I would say um, and Yeah, I think it's just a one-off case because there are lots of error, mistakes in the communications, in the emails, like lots of information was not correct. And I have to point out, "Mm, are you sure that's the correct, like accurate update information? And it go back and forth for quite a while. And it was quite tedious to me. But, you know, it could be just my personal experience to certain schools or in certain situations. So I guess I have a um, very brief impression of, oh, um, the, the impression of the UK, this country that I'm going to go into. Um, so that's the first okay. impression before I really came to live in the UK. But when I um, arrived to the country, um, I mean, it, it sound very subjective and it's a very personal you know, experience. I feel very fresh Uh, probably because it's quite cold in the UK. It's quite different (laughs) to where I'm living, Uh, I was living. So um, it was very fresh. Um, And I guess it was maybe the relationship between Hong Kong and UK historically. So I sometimes feel a bit, hmm. it's a strange, it's, it's a place that I'm not familiar with. But at some point I kind of know, oh, I recognize that mm, i i i i will be very used to that quickly so it's a very mixed feeling like i seems like i know this playing well but not so you know
0: yeah mm. well wow, that's interesting so that was your first impression you know um of the uk
1: yeah i would say the efficiency is quite um yeah <laughs>
0: And yeah. so when you moved and you finally stayed for that longer period, how was it?
1: Um, yeah, I stayed here for two and a, almost two and a half years. Um, I absolutely like the the country in Cambridge. I mean, um, I really like the lifestyle here. Like people are quite chill, quite friendly. Um, you know, we, we've got the little busy life in the city, but. Okay. I, I the peas, there are lots of greens in in one place as well. And people just cycle everywhere, which yeah. I really appreciate. Cause I mean, for most, I would say most driver, they are quite friendly as well. Like they will let you go, let you cycle first. So it's quite a safe city to cycle as well. Yeah, and we awesome. the the vibe in the city. Again, I can have some busy life and I can also enjoy some um countryside as well
0: um, yeah
1: and i guess um in general i think living here for sometimes i think it's quite safe to mm. live in so yeah i i really want to stay in cambridge if i if i can you know?
0: yeah i must i must agree with you that in my experience i mean for the few times that i stayed in cambridge i yeah i personally where i lived i could you know was near the river and i just love to take walks by the river yeah. and sometimes you know have a cup of tea the greens the and every area had like a park and a place and it was yeah i must agree that the atmosphere was really um very very beautiful and very calming no matter how busy you are i mean i could have a stressful day but just that walk home by the river oh and the park was refreshed, so that was one thing that I I can say I agree with. That it really had a beautiful atmosphere. Now let's just take a um, a dive back to the to the cultural shock. Were there more? What were some of the cultural shocks that you have? You mentioned it, but you know elaborate more on the cultural shock.
1: Um, for the cultural shock, and the uh, the cold, the the weather. Okay. Yeah, uh, that is something that I have to spend some time to um, overcome it, because I arrived in September, so I can still enjoy a bit uh, of the longer daylight, you know, times, yeah. and then we quickly go into the winter time, and with all that, with less sun like that, uh, with less daylight, I can really tell the difference um, in terms of the impact of mental health because i'm a very outgoing person you know i I like going out enjoying the sun um settling around going around but um yeah when we go into the school at 9 a.m and then come out and then finish school at 3 a.m it's it's getting dark already (laughs) because my my day has gone and i feel like i moved my dinner time yeah maybe (laughs) at 7 p.m so i feel like Mm, but the, the clock and the time, I'm a bit, I, I, I'm a bit messed up with that. Yeah. Getting to the time, the daily routine. Um, and then the, um, the coldness Cause I, I'm a, a person that I can't really, really, um, handle the cold. Um, so the coldness just hits me quite harshly. I would say I wear laser, layers of clothing every day. Of trousers. Um, I remember my friend told me when she gave me a hug, um, she couldn't feel my body. She <laughs> just so I wear lots of puffy, um, puffy uh, thick uh, jackets, clothing, just yeah. to keep it warm. But yeah. I would say this is something that I can get used to it, really. Like now, having um, lived here for two years, you know, I'm, my body has already get used to the weather yeah temperature yeah mm-hmm. so yeah in terms of the weather um i mean it's not news to people that it rains here in the uk quite often you know this hour yeah. maybe um, a few hours later is, is sunny you know so um because mm-hmm. my part-time job is a nanny so i cycle to different places to pick up the children and then send them back home so if cycling in the rain or in a very icy red weather it can be quite challenging, I would say, um, and I and I got quite pissed off. Sometimes, you know, why, why on earth it would really it start raining until now? I have to go out and pick up the children. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I would say, weather um, it's something that um, that affect me. I would say, yeah. but it's not something that I can't overcome with. You know, eventually, I will just get used to it. And I guess the another thing would be food, okay. Um, yeah, I love food, which is very important to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found well, to be fair, I, I I can find lots of different cuisine here in Cambridge. Um, but in terms of like picking my own ingredients and cooked at home, it can be quite hard to get a fresh, okay um, sat- ingredients that i need that i use in cambridge which is understandable again um yeah i mean cambridge is a european not now uh, it's a british culture again <laughs> yeah. um, so it's it's common that you can't we can't really get fresh asian or Cantonese ingredients yeah
0: have you tried like restaurants that you know may have your 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 food your local dishes
1: yeah, luckily, um, you know, Cambridge, I think there are quite um, a huge population of Chinese or Asian students. Okay. Um, there are some Asian shops as well. I would say quite a few, like five, which I think is is quite a lot in terms of this little city, um, yes. the center of this area. And yeah, there are some restaurants that um, serve quite nice um, Cantonese food or Chinese food, um, yes. I can really taste, um, the taste of home.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But outside Cambridge, have you tried, you know, like London, for instance, is known to have lots, like it's a very diverse community and there are lots of shops. Have you tried in London?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, it's quite convenient to go to London from Cambridge, you know, just on the train, it takes like less than an hour to get there. Um, so, yeah, and there is a Chinatown in London, right? Yeah. So, we have been, um, I've been able to have some chance to go down there and, okay. and, and try, you know, even though for grocery shop, they've got loads of, loads of more varieties of choices in London. Um, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. there's a little bit of difference there because you can always get cheaper and more variety in London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there any more you want to add to it before we move on?
1: Yeah, I would say the, the language, or the sin, although I I have the basic skill of speaking in English. Um but you know, because I've always been watching American videos or the <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I I I I I don't quite understand what people are saying. And I remember because um a few of my course made my course um they have strong accents. Um, I guess yeah. it's Welsh, and I don't know where or where is another city or places. But yeah, I I I struggled with understanding people, mm-hmm. and yeah. I try my best to change my accent as well. Because I think here mm-hmm. I'm in the UK, I should really adopt their their culture, their way mm-hmm. to live. So I try um, my best to communicate in their way, to adopt their accent or ways way of speak. And there are some idioms, you know, I've never come across with. So I would just, OK, can you just repeat it? And I think it's OK, not too afraid to ask. Uh, oh. Pardon me? Or can you explain a bit more about that phrase or idiom? Um, and I mean, like night time or ten people are quite friendly to explain it to you. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. I, I, it's interesting that you know um okay personally when i was coming to the uk mm. i had an idea of like i knew very well that the accents will be different mm. but the the diversity of the accents was a shock <laughs> You <Yep. laughs>
1: know
0: the diversity i mean i had the chance to also work um you know in a um well in a charity purposely for mental health so i met quite a number of people and i worked with a number of people and i also worked in a hotel as a receptionist for six months so mm-hmm. i also met a lot of people there so the diversity of the accent was a total <laughs> shock yeah. yeah so yeah i can get it and and um The people from scotland i think the welsh also they had like a very interesting accent and liverpool Mm.
1: liverpool
0: also has a very very interesting accent okay so just to let my audience know i am talking to lily and lily is talking to us from the uk she was an international student for two years and she is sharing her experience with us you are listening to the link platform and the link platform is basically dedicated to sharing the stories of international students with the hopes of mobilizing innovating nurturing and you know hoping that we will all develop together into this beautiful international community that is all over the world so lily coming back to you how was your school experience your education the master's experience the teaching and learning process how did you find it as an international state how different was it from um, because you did your first degree in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So how different was it from the experience you had back home?
1: Um, I guess the experience would be, um, I, I was less confident in almost everything. And I guess that's because of the language problem. Again, coming back to the language, um, thing is I yeah. although, although I'm, I'm I learned English at a very sound, uh, young age, but I like in Hong Kong. Even though it is taught, but the program is taught in English in college or or university, um, I still am not quite used to express myself or communicate in English. I mean, it, there there is no problem for me to do that, but the process time and the time I used to to try to express myself. It's, yeah. it's much longer, you know, because I, I was thinking in uh, in Cantonese, my mother tongue, okay. translate it back to English and then time just flies, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel a bit stressed not to uh, be able to respond immediately like the native student can do. Yeah. But um, so there, there are some pressure on myself that I put on myself. And um, so I, at the beginning I start becoming um, less outspoken and um, I would just take on the road that I'm listening. I'm not always speaking for myself. I'm not always giving out my, my thoughts or opinions. And I guess this is something that um, everyone has to take this journey by themselves. You know, if you keep um, living in that situation, not really try to, um, um, step out of your comfort zone, it may take you longer to, to finally pick up some confidence. And again, like in my profession, um, as as like studying drama therapy, there are lots of deeper conversations that is needed. And for my culture, we are not very used to express ourselves. So there are not that many vocabulary to describe our feelings. So so, um, it was a bit difficult at the beginning for me to understand what does that word really mean in terms of describing the emotions or feelings and what words can I use to really, really accurately explain or express how I feel. So um, the experience of that, like my learning process at the beginning was a bit difficult. But I guess in terms of... um, the teaching, the schools, I guess, I most appreciate the peer support. Um, I right. I got quite close to a few international students. You know, it's just like, um, we, we just get to, uh, we just come together naturally, probably because yeah. we have a similar experience or problem. So we kind of tend to support each other um, naturally spontaneously. Um, I would say in terms of the teaching, um, cause I would say our department, our course are quite small, so there are only, only two staff, two part-time staff to to take care of the 10, 9 students of the year, um, plus another uh, year two or year one student that would be similar numbers of students. So, I would say I, as an international student, I really have to take the initiative to, to raise questions or to raise the problem that I have been, I'm facing in the course, during the course, otherwise, because it's very hard for the teachers to pick it up individually, oh, um, are, you, are, are you okay? Like, if, if you've got any um, difficulty, you have to, it's very hard for them to pick it up individually. But, so I guess as a student or international student, seeking support for myself is in yeah. the step you know yeah. again, my so
0: what were some of the supports like outside college and mm-hmm. outside uni that mm-hmm. you were able to access
1: oh yeah um i've got some connection with um different churches 'Cause um I'm not a Christian, first of all, but I've been trying to get to know this religion. So when I first came to Cambridge I tried to go to different churches and then the way I met some people. So we later on we become friends, you know, and like a support community. Um to 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 talk to chat with each other, to support each other. So besides the, the university, besides the schools, I can still get some support from from the community I would say.
0: Yeah. Can you give us like um you know I mean our listeners some of the um the things that you did to help you you know help you with the language and to help you with getting integrated into the community. So you mentioned about your desire to really understand the Christian religion so you were you know um in terms of you were meeting people at you know church or church groups or religious groups what other things did you do to help you integrate
1: what other things did you say sorry
0: what other things did you do aside mm-hmm. um the church to help you integrate into the community
1: um I guess like using different um, groups group apps okay. I would say the the app um I think there's one called um I really feel, I can't remember the name ex- the exact name, but that would be something like oh would you like to go at uh for a, I think it's called Ruby um it's it's a group for people to go to exercise together. Okay. So different theme maybe dancing maybe language exchange sport, um, many many different activities that you can join and they call themselves like community. So there are tons of communities you can choose to join according to your interests um, so then people will meet up you know let's say every Thursday at 5 p.m. we'll go to a certain place to play badminton so you kind of get okay. a group of people regularly um, of course when mm-hmm. you're free um, so is that is that's where I start meeting people and the conversation of ours can go deeper you know can can be anything I think yeah I would say um, you we're know, using different app to, to talk to people can really bring up your English I would say cause, you know it's, it's texting so it doesn't really request you immediate um, yeah. so you know when you don't really understand what that pe- person is saying you can just look it up in the dictionary yeah or, what, what that phrase is about so I yeah. guess that's the chance that you can learn more about the local the very British um slangs or or the language and other people yeah. really i i honestly i really appreciate um there are some Christian groups that they um hold regular activities for international students here in Cambridge. Yeah. that i can meet many other international students as well yeah. and it, it creates the whole atmosphere that oh we are like we are we support you know we are not alone in this city this country so activity it would be you know maybe making craft cooking together playing games and there are different things every week and i think this is something that um as a foreigner living here i have something to look forward to to relied on you know i know that some people will be willing to talk to me yeah um, me And I think that's very, very important during, during the years that I've been studying here in the UK as an international student.
0: Yeah. I mean, one such group in Cambridge is Friends international and the ban and the ban.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Those are one, like, two groups that, like, are very, you know, like, there's always some activity going on, some learning new craft, meeting new people, working on the language, and then you meet people from then, then they invite you f- for tea, coffee, yeah. and, yeah, that's those are two groups that I readily come to mind, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And how has your social life been? Social life in you know, away from family and friends, how has it been? Mm,
1: the social life, I mean, For the friends and my family that i i I mean i always keep contact with them using technology um like video chat or just you know messaging um so i guess like to keeping a connection uh the relationship with my older friend with my old friends and family there's no problem at all um and then but to expand my social life here um I would say, I really have to take on the, act, the active role, because again, I'm a very outgoing person. I like talking, meeting different people. So I guess, and for my course, we don't really study in the main building. So it's a smaller center um, that is a few blocks away from the university. So the, the students, the people that I, can, I could meet is much fewer and yeah study. so um I, I mean there are some activities going on in university or clubs that i can join that's how i actually meet more people meet okay. more students, um in my field or in, in ac- academic setting other yeah. than that um, again like joining um the communities through different apps or i mean Go online, and there are lots of pages. Like let's say Facebook, there are lots of pages like, blah 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 in Cambridge or dancing Group in Cambridge. You know, that's the community I can first start with, and try to know more people. And then I guess um, meeting people like after after talking chatting for a while, and meeting them as a group, not really individually. Um, kind of kind of yeah. like meeting. To know more people at one goes, and mm-hmm. I remember I joined the Aborigine language Facebook group, so we have a regular yeah. meeting on the weekend. That's how I can really know more people and join join the community, the local communities.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so wow, that's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So um, thank you so much, Lily. But before we end, your final words for. People who are, you know, planning to be international students or are international students, anything that they should, you know, have in mind or any advice that you have, any encouragement that you have. Over to you.
1: Mm, Thank you. Um, I think uh, my advice or suggestion would be um, try to to go into the community, try to, to adopt the culture there rather than, oh, it doesn't really work for me you know no this is not how i i work we work back home rather than try to try to adjust yourself and try to help yourself to enjoy um the culture the language the life there rather than keep thinking back how you used to like how you used to do things because i mean usually i mean my like people coming to to a country to study, at least we spend half a year or a year. For me, I spent two years um in a in a city in a country, in a different country. So if you keep thinking, um if you if you keep things in your own way, yeah. Um it it would it would kind of strain you quickly and you start to become a more like depressed or less happy as you can be. Yeah. they so try to embrace whatever you you got and try to be grateful for having the opportunity to experience something different and um also i would say just be very very careful with the safety you know because um i'm studying living studying in a foreign country um sometimes we really enjoy most of the thing and then we let our guard down yeah um, i think it's important to always keep in mind um, of your personal safety, um, take care of your belongings. Um, in Cambridge, take care of your bikes as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, just, just to take care of yourself really and talk to people. Um, yes. cause you know, when you're alone and things happen, funny things happen, you think differently, yeah. you think e- e- emotionally or irrationally. So having a buddy, keeping contact with people, is really important and I would say um, maybe going to church church is a good place to to explore yourself you know it doesn't necessarily you know you have to change your religions or you have to believe the the new religion immediately but um take it like it is a good place to 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 help you to be more open while you can also reach more people who I think is willing to support you during your stay. Thank you so much. So Lily
0: says be open minded, keep safe, and do not let your guard down i think it's a very very important thing you know sometimes we are so excited about the freedom or the you know new adventures and all that and then we sort of just let our guard down so that's very Mm. important thank you so Mm. much for the reminder what before you go what is one fun thing or one thing about hong kong that people don't know that you would like to tell people um
1: i I don't know if this is a fun thing or not but um yeah, yeah. When I when I introduce myself that I'm from Hong Kong, people would assume that we speak Chinese, <laughs> and they immediately say ni hao to me. Um, so, um, just so everyone's know, um, our mother tongue is Cantonese. So, okay. I try to say ni ho rather than ni hao. <laughs> so, <laughs> it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah. yeah, so to people out there, please, when you meet someone from Hong Kong, don't think they are Chinese. No, they are not. <laughs> so, know that. But in my research, I found out that Hong Kong means fragrant harbor. But the interesting thing is that it's, it's in Chinese.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, they said it means fragrant harbor in Chinese. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's the interesting thing about people mistaking. In, Hong Kong for maybe a part of China or something
1: no, no, like Hong Kong is part of China that that's the, the fact it's just okay. um, in terms of languages currency cultural you know it's not exactly the same I would say
0: but it's a country on its own
1: it's a it's a city okay okay but I didn't know that Yeah, it's a special region it's like in Macau. Macau is also part of China. It's a special region and they speak Cantonese as well. And then wow. like currency. So, yeah, it can be quite confusing, you know. And I I mean, it's just fun that people that mistakenly um, thought, oh, you speak Mandarin then. But <laughs> the fun thing is we do speak Mandarin, although mine is not really that well, that, that good. That perfect. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh that's interesting So you see on the link platform too We get to learn So these are interesting things that we are learning So that when we go out there We meet international students We can appreciate where they are from And not mistaking them for You know other places So thank you so much Lily for coming and, And for sharing your story on the link platform And we are grateful So don't forget to follow us on our Social media pages And it's the link platform on Facebook and Instagram you can send us questions things that you would want us to ask you know international students that we interview on the link platform at gmail.com or the link platform.com so thank you and stay tuned for more interesting conversations bye thank you Lily. Bye. bye.